Cheers, big ears. And welcome to the Beach Travel Wine Podcast. We are your hosts, Leanne. And I'm Lyle. And we are not your usual travel influencers. No, we've decided we want to be travellers that travel under the influence. Okay, good joke? Reasonable. <laughs> well, there's plenty of more where that come from. So join us as we travel the world one wine at a time. Well, hello, Lyle. Hola. Hola, Leanne. Lyle and I are sitting here in this beautiful hotel in um, Tharagotha in Spain and um, had, a, had a fabulous day getting here. But what I want to tell you about, or we want to tell you about, is the absolute uh, nightmare we had getting out of London to Spain. It was, um, yeah, it's a story and a half. It was horrible. It was, it, it was, it was terrible. So we thought it really deserved its own podcast because it was just, yeah, crazy. See, So we booked our flights to from Heathrow to um, Madrid um, at nine fifteen in the morning, and we uh, we were leaving on the Sunday. And on the Sunday morning there, we knew that there was a, uh, the roads in central London were going to be closed because there was an uh, event on called Ride, oh, London Ride, Ride London. And yeah, the, all the central roads through, throughout London were going to be closed. So we knew that. And so we made the decision that we, we would, oh, bang, we would catch the underground to um, or the, get to the airport. And there's a underground station from our hotel about 100 metres, if that, diagonally across the road. So a couple of days before the Sunday, we went in and we spoke to a lovely gentleman there. And I just wanted to check the timetable, you know, when the first train was, how long it would take to get there, what platform, all that sort of stuff, because I'm a bit anal like that. I just like to know, aren't I? Sure. Like to know where I'm going, what I'm doing. Anyway, so he said straight. he said, look, the first one's at 5... 40, 5.35, it'll take you 45 minutes, it'll get you there three hours before your flight, which is what we needed to be there, perfect, not not a concern, right? So, and we knew how to use them, use our cards, tap in, tap out. So, um, the night before we left... Um, the night before we left, I was told that I couldn't have too much to drink because we had to get up early. Correct, correct. And we did go to bed early, and... But I didn't sleep. I was having dream after dream about, you know, everything that could possibly go wrong with our trip to the airport, getting to the airport, was, was happening, you know. And by the time the alarm went off at 4 or 15 a.m., I was just so glad that I could actually, you know, get out of bed and make some noise and, and get going. But maybe that was like a sign of, of things to come, I'm thinking. Yeah, and sure, I actually had a sense that something wasn't right as well yeah, when so I woke there up. There was something so. brewing. So anyway, we get ourselves ready, we, we check out, we get our suitcase, we have to move the barricades out of the road. They've got all the, 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 <laughs> the barricades along the road to cross over and we get to the underground and the exit of the underground has, is shut up tight, closed. There's not, and I'm like, oh shit, what's going on here? And I thought, well, maybe it's just because it's just on 5am that I open to 5, we'll go around to the entrance. And so we get round to the entrance and it's all shut up by one door. Mm. And at that time we can hear this um, speaker, this lovely English accent over the speaker, basically announcing that all train lines are not operating today due to industrial action. So we're like, well, what the, excuse my language, I should have put a warning at the 
beginning of this, but what the fuck do we do now? Like, the roads are closed in central London, but, you know, it's barricaded, the trains aren't running. Like, And we've got to get to a Heathrow. We've got to get to the airport. So we were sort of standing around out the front, and I'm doing my little panic dance, as I do, and there's a group of guys, and I just ask them, you know, like, where could we get a taxi? And the guy said, well, Uber's probably best, but you can get a taxi down just down the road. So we walked down the road, not a taxi to be seen, you know, anywhere. You know, it's no, there's no one around. It's dead. It's like Armageddon. And we're just like, okay, well, we'll go back to the hotel and get them to ring a taxi. Yeah, but sure, but before that, we, uh, when we spoke to the nice young bloke, he said... Um he said, yeah, yeah, you, you just get an Uber and it should be fine. And he said, but then he also said that, uh, look, you can still do the underground. You've just got to um, take one train to one particular uh, station and then catch another one. And then within minutes, he said, hang on, they're all, all the lines are closed. They're shut. So, so I did try Uber at yeah. the same time, yeah. and, I, and it's saying, you know, connecting you with the driver, and it's going round and round and round and round and round. And this other guy, and the Thinks, same guy, the same guy said, we're in the same boat. Yeah, we, uh, we can't get an Uber either. Yeah. So you imagine my stress levels, you know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very chilled at, at this stage. <laughs> so the trains are shut down. There's no taxis. So we decided we to go back get an to Uber. The, yeah, yeah that's we, right. We decided to go back to the hotel. That's right. And, and we asked see them to if ring a taxi. They could, um, you know, ring us a taxi. Use their influence. Yeah. You know, being a big hotel. So, you know, the guy did ring a taxi and he's gone, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, and hung up. And he said to me, no, there's, um, there's, there's no taxis. Sorry. You know, you, and, there's and then none after a, Yeah, after a, a little while, he turned around and said, well, maybe I should check the other company. Well, that's because I turned on the tears. Oh, okay. Which so, wasn't so. that difficult because I was I was starting to panic, you yeah. know. With, well, you were starting to cry. Yeah, yeah, I did, and I'm just like, "Tell, can you please do something? I'm just we've got to get to the airport." And he's like, "I'll try the other company," and I'm like, well, "What the heck? Didn't you do that in the first place, mate?" Anyway, so Lyle's in there. So Liam went outside. I did, and I'm trying, and still I trying to get Uber. Stayed in the reception area, waiting for the other guy. Anyway, um, I think he got through to the other company. But within seconds, Leanne's singing out, <laughs> come on, la, 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 we've got a cab, we've got a cab. Yeah. And that was, the doors were closed and I could still hear her. Yeah, I was so, like, and so, anyway. yeah, so it comes around the corner and, and it ba- he basically pulled in. So I don't know whether he saw me or he was the one they ordered, but we, I just, we grab it straight straight away, you know. So, so I'm like, Phew, finally off to the, to the airport, you know, like crisis averted, but oh no. No, that wasn't that easy, was it? There were roadblocks. There were U-turns. There were police blockages. There was a traffic jam. And we didn't arrive at Heathrow um, until, I don't know, we did arrive on time because I liked it going early. But when we got there, it cost us nearly 200 Australian dollars to get to the airport. But, you know, tears were averted. <laughs> it was just stress levels are still up, you know, because we're not at our plane yet. But, um, yeah, we, we finally got there. And the guy on the, the taxi driver was just so nice. Like, a, Lyle's godson's a racing car driver, but I, and, and we've been done a few laps with him, but I reckon this guy could, you know, give him a run for his money. Yeah, sure. He was very good. Yeah, he'd give Harry a run for his money for sure. Yeah. But a really nice guy. And yeah. when we got out of the cab, you know, he just said to me, I thanked him. 
and he said, I just wanted to make sure you got here on time. Yeah, you could probably so, see yeah, nice he was a, he was a, a, a yeah. nice guy. So then... So then we had to tackle Heathrow. What a bloody busy airport. We had to find our check-in. We had to go through security. And so that was, you know, like it's massive. If you've ever been to Heathrow, like it, it's just, yeah, there's not, it's huge. And so we do find where we've got to go. We go through and they, they don't really stay together. Like you go this way, you go that way. I've gone through security. Lyle goes through security, but he's, he puts the laptop out of his bag and it gets through, but his backpack doesn't. And because um, he had liquids in it that he'd forgotten about in like one of the, the um, complimentary toiletry bags that they give you. So he's standing in line waiting for someone to chastise him and go through his bag and um, so I've got the laptop, I've got my bag, um, and I'm sitting down and put the laptop on my lap and the handbag on top, waiting for Lyle, waiting for Lyle, waiting for Lyle. Finally, uh, I can see he's about to get through, so I get my handbag, I stand up, and I forget that I've got the laptop on my lap. That's why it's called a laptop, dickhead. So, <laughs> and it falls, it's got this hard case on it, and it falls on the corner on my big toe and it is still black and blue look at it at this yeah sure yeah and luckily it was my dicky leg because you know you don't want to be living with one leg but that really hurt for uh quite quite a long time anyway so we get log gets through he's got his bag we've got the laptop where then we've got to wait and to see what our gate is Mm. Right. Just to be fair, the lady that uh, stopped me and had to go through my bag uh, for the liquids, she was really, really pleasant. Yeah, she yeah. was. She was. It was just an added, added stress, though, that your sure. bag didn't go through. That's all. Yeah, so we have to look at the um, departures board to find out what gate we're going to. Now, there's gates A, B, and C. A is the terminal that we're in, and B and C are terminals that you have to go down the lift get on a train, take about a 10-minute ride to get to those gates. And we didn't know which one we were on. I did ask a gentleman. He said, it could be C, but I'm not sure. So we decide we'll wait here until 8.20 because that's when it said gates will be announced at 8.20. So and then, so we went and had a, 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 a long, flat white. <laughs> yes, uh, $19 later for two coffees. But anyway... Um, so 8.20, we're standing there waiting. I'm up out of the chair waiting. 8.21, 8.22, 8.25, there's nothing. You know, like, I'm like, we've got to, because our plane leaves just after nine and, and you've got to be there to board in time. And I'm like, if we've got to get on this train, we've got to go 10 minutes on this train to get to the next, to the terminal. We don't know where we've got to go. So the stress levels are going again. And then all of a sudden, just after 8.30, our gate is announced and it's A7. It's actually in the terminal that we're in, right? Phew, good, we're done. But it's right up the other end of the terminal. But that was okay. We, 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 yeah, we had our coffee. We'd finished our coffee, so we, we started to walk up the other end of the terminal. Um, but that's okay. It was a good walk, and we didn't have to catch a train, and we get there. And so uh, the train, the plane's just about boarding about the time we, we get there. And so um, we do get on the plane. Um, and we did snag extra legroom seats, so that, that was pretty good. So we're ready to go. It's 9.15, time to take off. We're waiting, waiting, and then the people who checked us in come on board, and they're counting people. 
and then they're counting again because other people are getting on board. Yeah, and, and then they're, they're also checking the um, boarding pass. Yeah, well, they actually then checked everyone's boarding pass again. Mm. And then they're relaying that information by phone back to the terminal. Yeah. So we were on the tarmac for over an hour just waiting. Um, to yeah, basically for, for the, the people who checked the boarding passes um, and I think there, there may have been one person that was wrong. Right, yeah. And they still stayed on the plane. But anyway, oh, yeah. the, the announcement came over the, the, the PA from the, the pilot that um, there'd been a problem with the uh, ground, not so much the ground staff, but the... It wasn't the, their fault. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't their fault. They weren't taking any it blame It was the Heathrow staff. They were, they were passing yeah. the buck there. Yes, but anyway. We, so we take off. Great flight, right? And sure. we land in Madrid, yeah? And it's interesting because we haven't had to check any of our um, documents, paperwork, anywhere. But Especially um, about VAX. Yes, but, but in, in, in Madrid, they check our VAX. And if you haven't got your vaccination certificate, they're going to vaccinate you right there on the spot, right? Mm. You know, um, and our entry form that you actually from Australia, you need to fill in this this um, location form, which we did ahead of time. And I have to say, just a little hint here. I know we're old fashioned, but um, I printed them out, them out, and it just made so much difference because people were searching through their phones and they didn't have all the vax information and they didn't have it all there, and we had it all there in one sheet. Yeah, and, and I think with the phones. What I overheard was you must have your phone on its highest brightness. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a whole lot of... But anyway, so that, so that was really good. So then you think, oh, phew, we're through. We'll get our luggage and, um, and, and we'll um, head out. But no, you have, to get, you have to go down an escalator underground, get on a train, and what was it, like five minutes more? We're, we're heading on this train... Without our luggage, we're just following the crowd, and I'm just like, oh god, what's what were we, what what are we doing? Anyway, we we get off the train and we have to um, then find. I had, we had to then go through another security checkpoint, I think. To anyway, we we find what um, carousel our luggage is on, and um, we grab our luggage. And we decided that we we're going to get a taxi because we'd been going for hours and hours and hours, all that stress to get us into the city. But, so that was our stressful trip. However, there was a real bonus on our flight, wasn't there? Like we, the seats we sat in, there was a, a gentleman sitting uh, at the window seat and uh, he picked up straight away that, our, that we didn't speak much Spanish, that we spoke English when they were giving the, um, you know, the emergency exit um, instructions. And he knew that we were from Australia because he saw our passports. And you tell him, Lol, like, how yeah. Oscar was his name. Yeah, yeah so uh, Oscar was working on his um, laptop and I sort of looked across and saw his letterhead and I said, oh, Oscar. And he said, yes. And I said, well, my name's Lair, uh, Lyle. <laughs> Lyle, and uh, this is Lair. I'm And, and, and uh, <laughs> this is Lair, my wife. Um, and at that stage, I should have got that right, cause, so I hadn't had a drink. No. Um, anyway. That's uh, what stress will do to you, honey. <clears throat> he said that um, he recognised our accents from in Australia. And um, we sort of said, oh, yeah, and how, how come? And he said that uh, 
he uh, has some friends that live on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, in Australia. And we <coughs> sorry. We said that we're, we're from um, Sunshine Coast. And so, like, what a small world. They're probably the only other person on the plane that knows where the Sunshine Coast is or has been to the Sunshine Coast. And he, and he loves it. He's, these friends have a house sort of up in the hinterland and he was showing us photos. Yeah, Mulaney. And we, we just, you know, we talked about all things Sunshine Coast. And he was so helpful. He was originally from Toledo and he's living in Madrid, and he gave us all this fabulous information, and we talked about travelling, we talked about Spain. Um, so for all the absolute, you know, oh, nightmare stress that we went through, which I know is part of travelling, I'm not whinging, we're just sharing how funny the story was, it ended up perfect because we got to sit and chat to Oscar, who um, is now one of my Instagram friends. So, so how cool was that, Lyle? Yeah, no, he's a really, really nice guy. Anyway, we just wanted to share that story with you because we thought it was worth a podcast on its own. Um, and, you know, stay uh, tuned because there'll be lots of uh, info coming up on Spain. We, we can't wait to share our, our um, holiday, our trip, our information um, with you. Hey, Lyle. Sure. See. Sí. So, adios, amigos. Yeah, hasta luego. Hasta luego.